You wanted to see me, Miss Swinton? Have you been hearing about the new government modernization efforts? AI, RPAs, data science. Things are changing at this agency, and people will need new skills. Oh. I'd like you to get some training. Huh. Look at this management concepts catalog. Wow, over 275 courses. That's right, in local classrooms or instructor-led online classes. We still have budget in this fiscal year, so sign up online. Advance your career with courses from Management Concepts. Get a catalog at managementconcepts.com or call 833-578-8466. Imagine your wedding day on white marble floors beneath crystal chandeliers and exquisite ceiling drapery. Nestled on Long Bay Point Marina in Virginia Beach, the Gala 417 is a modern and luxurious water front wedding venue with all-inclusive packages, award-winning catering packages, and a dedicated team of gala girls to assist you every step of the way. The gala is the perfect place to say, I do. Your dream wedding is just a click away. Learn more at thegala417.com. Hello everybody and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. Dinosaurs, dogmen and a burnt set of legs. Now, as many of you know, the members of BBR met up last week in a beautiful area of the country. And one I've been secretly studying behind the scenes for almost 18 months now. I didn't realise as I left there it would be a hornet's nest within days. There are a number of reasons I've kept an eye on the area. One of those reasons was the high number of canine creatures that are reported there, very similar to Canic Chase on the Yorkshire coast. I also knew one of the witnesses was going to come out and meet us. I shared his experience with the others, and as I was doing so, he stated, it's a lovely place in the day, but at night, it changes completely. The atmosphere is very different once it's dark. There are many reports of screams and howls or animals in pain, intelligent lights that can keep you transfixed or lead you even deeper into the woods. And on a number of occasions, people have reported seeing dragons, almost dinosaur in appearance. Around two years ago, 18 months, about two years ago, I started to share my knowledge and reports at Delamere and other areas with a gentleman who's been investigating a number of disappearances in our national parks. He works in land management, which gives him the ideal cover to be in some of our private to the public woodlands. I had an interest in his investigation due to my work on the Manchester Pusher cases. I wondered if there was any uh, correlation. While doing so, I stumbled across a number of missing people in many of the areas that I would consider canine creature hotspots. I intended to keep this a secret and work on it behind the scenes as I would normally do until I felt I'd exhausted every avenue and debunked everything and found every pattern. I wouldn't have brought it to you otherwise. This week, all that changed. Today's Thursday, 23rd, 3rd of June. I was contacted by my friend who's done thousands of hours of work, as I said, into the huge number of males and females who go missing along our waterways in our areas of natural beauty, the national parks and places like that. He explained that he didn't feel 
that he was able to continue with the investigation. He said his employer had been contacted about his extracurricular activities and they cited using the works van as the reason. Um, and that's prohibited. Uh, that's one of the rules. So this month for him has been very strange. He said he's had a number of strange phone calls to his home and his mobile phone. Now, I would normally just advise him to lay low for a while. And I continue in secret as best I could. I don't feel like I can do that now. I think he has to put his own best interests at heart. I think in my and our best interest, um, I need to put it out there to the public as I have a genuine concern about being shut down. You see, the previous day, I'd been contacted by someone else that I've researched with for around four years. He's gotten very close to the canine creatures. He too had taken an interest in the missing people in his research areas. He too has had a number of strange calls to his home number and very threatening package was delivered in the post. And I am not going to go quietly. So my best defence is to just put it out there. I have had a number of hang-up calls, but I presume it was a... You know, when they just phone you about windows or um, information or COVID hotline, there's just random callers that you get. Sometimes it just randomly rings your number and you pick it up and nobody's there. And that's happened quite a few times. So we've just unplugged the house phone now. Um, and as I said, as far back as records go, there have been thousands of missing people that have just vanished in some of our wildest places. Now, obviously, the hillside, weather, mechanical injury, all of that has to be taken into account. But there are some very strange cases where people have gone missing from the town, and yet they've been found out there in our wildest places. Some are found dazed hundreds of miles from home, no memory about what's happened. Some have been found many years later because of memory loss. There are hundreds of females who have vanished along our rivers and canals. Sometimes only a limb is found. In some cases, it is merely an item of clothing or a purse that's just left behind. Each case is labelled as solved and not in the public interest. In every one of these areas, there are canine reports, UFO abductions, missing time events and all manner of strange light phenomena. Delamere Forest is one of those places. It's a small forest set in the county of Cheshire. There are walking trails that crisscross across the forest. Cheshire is well known as a paranormal hotspot and it is the home to many a ghostly Roman or a, the wailing cry of a white lady and the cackling laugh of Victorian children. I think it will surprise most people that are new to the subject that it's also an area with many dogman werewolf reports. The forest used to cover the land as far as the shores of the Mersey. Still a reasonable sized woodland, like Sherwood, this once great wood has been reduced to what you see now. The walking trails are many, and the forest is often full of children and families during the daylight hours. You get lots of dog walkers and hikers and bikers. But at night, the atmosphere changes, and all manner of phenomena is reported. There are the aforementioned ghosts, UFOs and lights in the sky. People report the blood-curdling screams of an animal in distress. And there's even a report of a dinosaur-like creature using the woods as its home. 
The reports of a man-hunting creature in the forest stretch far back into history, and our last report was made in 2020. Many of the witnesses who've had their experience with dogmen mention being stalked, watched at home, or even visited, and I think this is very important. Many of them have had no interest in the cryptid subject until they have their experience. They come upon the subject when they're looking for answers. So it's not like they're out there with dogmen on their minds. Others were shadowed and watched by something that always remained unseen from childhood. Many of them had dreams of wolves or an unnatural fear of wolves. I received some reports where the creatures that are seen are female. These reports are very sparse. In fact, I can count on one hand how many we have here in the UK. They're described as a tall creature, completely covered in hair, with the face of a dog, but the body and the sexual organs of a female. She appears in an almost succubus way, enticing the male out into her territory. You've listened to me interview people who are very drawn to the dog-like creatures. They appear around their homes. They tune in to the person's thoughts and feelings. They change appearance to trick and deceive, it would seem. Is the female form used as bait? I've heard female witnesses describe the creature they saw as very handsome. One once told me the being she saw had a very sexual power to his energy, and I find that quite worrying. Are these experiences accidental? Are they just happenstance? Or are we dealing with a being that can change its appearance in order to draw you in? And if so, why? What is the end agenda? I hear from children scared with growls, creatures of the unexplained following them home. They watch from the tree line and observe our movements and our habits. Some say, I could sense them out there, said often, or I knew they were watching. Another thing to note is the use of old railway lines. The embankments are often thickly wooded, rarely tended and very steep-sided. They come up very close to our homes and they go through some of our most rural areas. I've lost count of the reports that mention a railway line, almost as if they're being used as a cryptid and UFO highway of some kind. In 2017, I started chatting to a witness from the Cheshire area who had experiences with a number of different phenomena growing up. All the events through his life are what we would term unexplained, but things really ramped up in 2016 when he had an encounter with what he would describe as an upright, bipedal canine. This witness came out to meet me at Delamere, as I said, and he explained in greater detail the events and to show me where the events took place and he did show the other members as well. I found him not only honest, and I always have, and he's very open. He's also worried and relieved about sharing. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Having these experiences, it can be like that. It can be a whole maelstrom of um, emotions and that is completely understandable. In the UK, it is still impossible to be taken with any credibility if you see a spirit or a being um, if you report seeing a UFO or an, an alien, you will probably get told that you're ill or you're not right in the head. So how do you report an eight-foot-tall creature that's half human, half dog, with an extreme intelligence, could possibly be hybrid? Bear in mind, as you hear the reports that are about to come up, now remember that I said that there are a number of missing people. When you listen to some of the behaviours... Of the creatures in this, it's they're almost stuck being stalked. Witness report. I used to be out walking through Winsford very late at night as I'd be coming home from work and my only choice back then was to walk. As I walked close to one of the local pubs, I saw this creature and it was climbing up the walls and onto the roof of the building. It moved in a very fluid way. It was comfortable being out in the open. It didn't care that I could see it. It sat there, on top of the pub, watching out across the town. That incident was terrifying, and I hoped I was imagining things, or I was confusing another event, anything, rather than seeing a huge, eight-foot, hair-covered, dog-like creature that scaled a building in seconds. I hated walking past that spot for the rest of the time we lived there. Luckily, I moved away to a place which was more rural and I hoped that that would be the end of it. That wasn't to be, as the next experience happened after moving to that farm. That's roughly when I started to become ill. I got very poorly with my stomach. I had breathing problems that the doctors were struggling and still struggle to explain. I felt so ill, it made me need to be out a lot at night in order to catch my breath. I used to sit near the river out there on my own, just thinking. And now, I feel that's how I started attracting the attention of these creatures that I started to see. I have heard them called many names, but for now, I'll just call them Dogman. I started to feel sicker and weaker all the time. I felt that I needed to be outside in the fresh air to get my breath back. I was suffering so much indoors even when I sensed they were out there lurking, I would still go outside. I would say they definitely used the canal and the river 
and the train tracks as routes. I would see them moving along them or hiding in the shadows on the embankments and just watching. I think they use them when they're passing through Winsford. I think they use them um, to skirt urban areas, in all honesty. I think after the trains have stopped at 11 o'clock, it's ideal, isn't it? You take the path of least resistance, as they say. But let's get back to our witness. He says, the freakiest thing I've ever witnessed was when I found a den near a swampy part of the N6 motorway near Nutsford. I've seen two massive black dogs that sprinted past me at that same pond. I found two dens in total. One was on the outskirts of Winsford, on the farm where I lived, and the second was the one on the swampy area by the M6 junction. When I was there, I found lots of territory markings all over the place before I accidentally fell in front of the den. And that was the worst feeling I've ever had in my life. I felt like I'd walked into a killing zone. It was horrendous. I've seen these creatures cloaking themselves whilst following me late one night. I heard one screaming, and I would say it was only about 100 feet away from me. It was near the bottom flash, which is the lake in Winsford. But let's go back to the beginning, and I'll explain in more detail. As I said, I did have experiences growing up with paranormal events, and I had an encounter with a UFO that really shook me up. Up to seeing the dogman creatures, I would have classed the UFO incident as my worst experience. I have a family member who is very in tune with other realms. Some people would call him psychic. I think these abilities exist in families. In the beginning, I never put two and two together. I thought each event was separate and not connected in any way. Now I think the opposite. I think all of the events that happened to me are related. The first time I saw what would be described as a werewolf or a dogman was when I was on my way home from work in the early hours of the morning. That was the night I saw the creature cross the road and climb a wall. It was out in the open. It was not hiding in any way. He didn't care that I could see it. I wonder now, when I think back, was I meant to see it? It looked like a huge, muscular, hair-covered dog creature. It climbed up the pub wall and onto the roof, and it was just sitting up there, watching out across the town. It was absolutely massive. It took this creature about three seconds to move up that wall and onto the roof. It did its own naturally, its movements were fluid. I have to ask at this point, was that creature and this witness there together by accident? Was it just happen chance? Or was the creature waiting for him in particular? Would it have mattered what human come along or did it have an interest in him? Would it have remained hidden until the right human came along? I mean, we're here so often, if it had not moved, I wouldn't have seen it. Or if it just stepped out onto the road, why did it not just wait? And the scariest one for me is it just stood there watching us from the side of the road. I didn't tell anyone, he said, about that experience. And how could I? Who would I tell? Two weeks after that, I went camping at Nunsmere Woods with my mate. And we had an encounter there with three dogmen. My friend saw the first one and he pointed it out to me. And I saw the second. 
and we were just talking. He suddenly pointed to the bushes and asked if I could see what he was seeing. And of course I could. The third one, we didn't see on the day, thankfully. We only saw it after we looked at the photos later. We went back in daylight a few days later and we measured the bushes and the tallest creature was around six and a half feet tall. And there was nothing in those bushes that we could have mistaken for the creature. The other two were crouched and lay flat on the belly. And it was about 4am when my mate first spotted it. It was seen with its head sticking up above the bushes and it just stayed there watching us. And it was in that same place till it went at 7am. During that night, we saw others and you could hear them around the tent. We were so shaken up by this, we actually called the police. We rang them about half past two and they arrived at 8.30 and we didn't dare move. They just brushed it off as stray dogs. After that, we camped at Delamere Forest on the old Pale Trail. It was normal at first, everything was fine, but then it went completely silent. Once it went dark, we could hear something moving around down below us in the trees and we could hear whatever they were hunting and communicating they were doing it around us all night. They sounded like hyenas. It was really scary hearing that with just a tent for protection. Deborah, I've had lots of experiences. I've seen one of these things jump out of a tree at a local pond. I got a picture of one half cloaked up a tree at the same pond. I saw one kill a swan one day. And just last month, when I was camping with two mates, we saw a swan torn to pieces not too far away. As I said earlier, I've never put these events together. Now, looking back, it was when we moved to the farm that I started to feel stalked. I was getting followed by something. I couldn't see when I lived at the farm. I just couldn't see it, but I knew it was there. Even though I didn't see it at the time, it wasn't too long before I knew what it was. I'd scanned the wood line with binoculars and in time I could see it standing there in the trees and the bushes outside the bedroom window. I always felt watched when I lived there. I knew I was being followed for at least a couple of weeks before I saw it. I would hear things snapping in the tree line and then all the animals had just gone completely silent. That silence made me sick. After a couple of weeks of this, I saw one cloaking itself with its hand wrapped around a tree. I think it had followed me back to the farm. I saw it just standing there, watching from underneath the tree. And it's like they can come invisible somehow. They mimic the surroundings. They blend in completely. Now, the third one I saw was female. And I saw her just before it went dark. I was in my room, looking out my window with binoculars. And I was scanning across the fields, not really seeing anything. And just before I packed up for the night, I looked at the bushes 20 feet away and I saw a female dogman just standing there. You could see her as clear as daylight. She was backed right into the trees and I think she was maybe seven feet tall when she wasn't crouched over. Her arm was very long. They went down from her shoulder to her knee She didn't look healthy, she looked sick. She had long hair all over her, apart from her chest and on her snout. 
She was clearly female. I could see breasts and the breasts were not hair covered. She was very tall and she reminded me of the werewolves from the film Dog Soldiers. She was easily seven foot tall. When I was speaking to the witness at Delamere, he actually described his breasts like, he said, have you seen the breasts of a chimpanzee? They were like that. So no hair on them, um, just skin. He said, in all honesty, I'm a bit of a night owl. I'm always out walking and night fishing. When I moved to the farm, I think I may have pissed them off because I was always up outside, whereas normally they'd have the land to themselves. When I saw her standing there, I knew she could see me. And they also knew I was aware of their presence. As I say, she looked sick and she had a really long snout. One scary thing which I should mention was that she had a painted symbol on her forehead that resembled a snake or the letter S. She was really scruffy looking with matted hair. And the other one I saw had a human shaped arm and I could see it had a massive hand. It had its arm wrapped around the tree trunk and I could see the shape of its body and that it was camouflaged within the trees somehow. I couldn't see behind it, but I could see the leg and the arms stood out like a sore thumb. Skinny arms, long fingers. Now all three events could have been with the same individual, but I had the feeling they were not always alone. They followed me everywhere I went, even in the daytime. And there were other things that happened within two days of seeing that female. All of the chickens on the farm were slaughtered and they were not eaten. All 13 of them were just ripped apart. My health has continued to get worse and I've been in and out of hospital over the last few years. I still feel stark by them. I've moved now, thankfully. I did manage to get out with my friends last month and we came across some really strange finds. Two swans had been ripped apart in four locations and then they'd been dragged up into the field about 150 yards away from the river. There were swan guts and feathers all over the ground. I'm going to try and keep going back and I think we need to know what they are and why they follow us. I mean, I have to agree. The only way to stop these events is to understand how they work, what their habits are, what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses. Are they here to help or to harm? Who controls them and what are they? Another question for me is what is special about these areas of high strangeness? They are always ancient sites on the land and ladder lines always run through them. Is this why there's a higher degree of strange events in this one small area? The next event could be a time slip of some kind, perhaps. There was a post in a popular Cheshire block. Delamere Forest is so old, it has scars from Ice Age glaciers that date back from 10,000 years ago. And its origins go way back into the mist of time. Rumours and reports of strange animals in Delamere Forest can be dated back to the Roman invasion. The Romans got a straight road through the forest to connect the fortress town of Chester to the salt mines of Northwich. The Romans reported hearing loud roaring noises from an unknown beast deep in the forest and they frequently found deer and wild boar that had been viciously torn apart. There were also stories that some soldiers went missing, trying to find this strange animal. They never returned, nor were their bodies found. 
At this time, Delamere Forest stretched right up to the banks of the Mersey River and it covered a vast area. And it was fought over due to its landscape and its bounty. In the Middle Ages, reports of a monster at large in the forest started to emerge. The monster was described as a great dragon with grey and black scales which ate sheep, deer, wild boars and even some of the locals who wandered too close. There were many reports of missing people. Some reports say the creature used to take to the river near what is now Ellesmere Port via a seaside cave. Now the reports of something at Delamere have continued throughout the centuries. In 1882, a solicitor and a justice of the peace signed affidavits stating they'd seen a large lizard-like creature that was around 200 feet in length swimming through the coastal waters of Liverpool Bay heading inland. That same year, there were reports of a large animal in the north of Delaware Forest. The animal could be heard wailing and groaning and people began to avoid the area because of this. In April 1974, six people encountered an enormous animal which looked like a black sabre-toothed tiger. The official explanation was that it was nothing more than a fox, but four of the witnesses were wildlife experts and they were insulted by that explanation. They said the animal they saw was usually muscled and thick in the body. It did not resemble any known animal and they did struggle to describe it. One summer's afternoon in 85, three people saw something which sent them running for their lives from the woods. Mr and Mrs Taylor of Halewood were hiking through the forest when they came upon what looked like an overgrown elephant resting in a clearing. The animal was in the shade of a tree and it gave off a terrible stench. The Taylors suddenly stopped in their tracks when they saw that the animal was not an elephant. It had a head like a dragon or a dinosaur. It looked like a small Tyrannosaurus rex. The thing was asleep and it was slowly breathing, making a snorting sound as it did so. Suddenly, a man came on the scene and shouted, Oh my God! He turned on his heels and he ran. Mr and Mrs Taylor held on to one another, turned around and walked away trembling. They heard a thud behind them and started to run. They never looked back once. They met up with the ranger and they told him about the incredible encounter. And he didn't look at all surprised and he just shook his head. That same month, strange howling noises were again heard in the forest and someone or something snapped the trunk of a thick tree in half. This could not be explained by the rangers. As we touched on briefly earlier, Delamere Forest was once a vast woodland and it contained many habitats. It stretched for miles in all directions. In all of those directions, we have reports from ordinary people who see the impossible. Let's start with the reports south of Delamere and we'll work our way northwest to the coast. This report comes from the 1990s. Um, Deborah, I wanted to tell you about something I'd forgotten until I watched one of your uploads the other day. Listening to the interview reminded me of something that I'd not thought of in years. When I was about 20 years old, I was asked by a friend to help move a couch and a wardrobe from a house in Crewe to the new owner's address. When we arrived, I noticed that the house was one of a few that had been built encroaching into the unoccupied fields. It was what we would now call Greenbelt land. 
It was out in the middle of nowhere. There were lots of fields and woods, streams and brooks. And it's not like that now down there, sadly. It's all new-build houses everywhere. We arrived earlier so we could be on our way quickly. And we eventually got all the stuff loaded up onto the van. And we were about ready to go when the man who we were helping asked me if I believed in werewolves. I was a bit taken aback because it was so random. It's not a question you hear every day. He then proceeded to say that a werewolf watched the house at night and lots of people who live locally have seen it. He said it just stands there watching him and the house and it has done so for a number of years. It was the talk in the local pubs and the shops at the time. Can you imagine being this man or our earlier witness knowing something that nobody really believes in is out there watching you at home? When you open the curtains of the blinds, you see it ever watching from its hiding place in the woods. Why is it watching? What does it want? Is it dangerous? Not too far away, there's another very strange event. Not with a werewolf this time. This experience was witnessed by a local. An orange light that could not be identified was seen in the sky in May 2009. It seemed to be travelling from the south, coming from the direction of Jodrell Bank and moving northwards. The strange light was followed by two more orange lights who were moving on the same path. Then five more lights joined them and then a further two lights. They all moved off in unison. The lights made no noise. They were completely silent and they were about the height that a helicopter would travel. Also in May of 2009, four big lights in a line formation were spotted above the town of Northwich in Cheshire. Two of the lights dropped down above Delamere Forest and the other two moved off very quickly into the distance. On the 21st of the 2nd, 2017, at quarter to nine, witness Austin Swain said, I saw what I thought was a meteor flying across the dark sky, so I stopped to watch. It was heading west to east, as I was looking southwards. But then, instead of burning out like a meteor would, it changed shape, it slowed down slightly, it was self-illuminated, and it took on a two-tentacle-like shape, and then it changed back into a ball. It changed direction at right angles, without slowing down. I estimate the speed to be at least a 1,000 miles per hour. Now, I wonder if Jodrell Bank is significant in some way. Are the lights intelligent craft, keeping an eye on the radio dish? There is a huge amount of research and technology companies below this flight path, many of them doing secret MOD work. Many of the UFO reports I've taken have happened between Jodrell Bank and Winter Hill, which is another aerial installation. Winter Hill lights up the night sky for miles and miles. On a good day here, you can look southeast and see Jodrell Bank in the distance. Turn around and you'll see the lights or the mast on the hill. I think Todmorden plays an important role also, but we can leave Todmorden for another podcast. Let's go back to Delamere and report of a grey humanoid creature. And this happened in June of 2020. I'm not too sure if this is the right place to report this to. But here goes. I was driving home at 3am in June of 2020. 
I was driving on a British A road, which is in the middle of nowhere and surrounded by forest. Now, I pretty much know this road like the back of my hand, as I've been driving back and forth on it for a long time. There are a few street lights, but they're quite dim and they don't do a very good job of lighting up the road. The area is quite rural and pretty dark outside of the lights. Now, as a bit of background, I'm generally a calm driver. I don't know why, as I'm quite frantic in real life. But when I'm behind the wheel, nothing seems to faze me at all. But the other night, I'm pretty sure I nearly had a heart attack. I was driving along the road as usual on my way back home and something ran out in the darkness. The only way to describe this was to say about 150 yards ahead of my car out of the woods came this humanoid creature and it bolted into the road. If I had to describe it, I would say it was something I didn't recognise. It had a light grey colour to it and it was hunched over on all fours but it could easily have been eight to nine feet tall if it had stood upright. This thing bolted into the road at an unnatural speed and disappeared into the woods on the other side of the road. Now there are four lanes for traffic and no central reservation so it was a straight sprint across the road for this thing. I tried to rationalise this as a bird but I just knew for a fact that it wasn't. Like I said before, I'm a very calm driver, but as soon as I saw this thing, I instantly turned freezing cold and I started sweating. I was almost on the verge of crying. I didn't know what my rationalisation was, but some of me wanted to slam on my brakes out of panic. But I just put my foot down, thankfully, and drove away. I don't necessarily know if it's relevant, but I remember looking at the clock and it was dead on 3am. Apparently, this is a strange hour for unexplained things to go on. If anyone else has had a similar experience and knows what the hell this thing was, I'd love to hear it. Because even thinking about it gives me the cold chills. Now, this report reminds me of one from a driver just a few miles away. The description and the movement are exactly the same. Why did these creatures not stay hidden in the darkness? Why cross the road at that point? when a simple wait for less than 20 seconds would enable you to remain hidden. The Risley Black Hunched Dog, this happened in 2018. In the early hours of the morning, on the 11th of June 2018, a van driver travelling on the road between Warrington and Manchester, who's just doing his normal route, saw something crossing the road in front of him that he just cannot explain. The creature, described as dog-like, but bigger than a horse, was moving fast, said the shock driver. When describing the speed, he said, it just dusted out of sight in seconds. Now, the sightings left the man confused as to what he saw and how it could have moved away from him so fast. The road itself runs between two nature parks. You've got Risley um, Nature Reserve and Birchwood Nature Reserve there. It's surrounded by other strange accounts of skulking creatures, road-crossing creatures, growls, UFOs, missing people, the whole nine yards. The driver himself had no prior interest in cryptids, strange creatures or anything out of the normal. And to be honest, he was very sceptical of a family member who had in the past spoke about a sighting of something they'd had. The witness said, I want to report something that happened last night when I was on my route. I was out on the road about 3am. It was the 11th of June, 2018. I had my lights on, of course, and the road was empty of traffic. 
But as I passed the Birchwood Forest Park on the A547, something crossed the road in front of me and it was moving on all fours and it was massive, at least as big as a horse. But this thing ran like a dog. Thank God it kept moving and it stayed on all fours because upright, it would have been at least nine feet tall, he said. It was dark, so I can't give you a precise colour, but it was huge. Honestly, it spooked the shit out of me. I did stop and look where it was, and I couldn't see it anywhere. It had moved off that fast. Now, the A574 Birchwood Forest Park was where it was coming from. It was big as a horse, but it looked and moved more like a dog of some kind. He said, I'm still freaked out by all this, and I felt a bit off since like, I feel a bit lightheaded. I keep thinking about it, and the fact that when I stopped to look where it was, it had gone. I should have been able to see it. It should have been in sight, but it just dusted. Now, Birchwood and Risley are new towns, and they were built to accommodate overspill in the 60s up to the 90s, predominantly in the northwest of England. Known as new towns, they are built on old mining land. The towns are surrounded by fields and woodlands and on the River Mersey itself. Just to the south, there is another report of a creature, impossible to describe, that used the cover of darkness to cross the road when it could have remained hidden. And I'll bring you that report in part two. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.